Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise be to God from whom all blessings flow. We give him glory. We give him honor. We give him adoration. He's just a faithful God. The Bible says it is a good thing to praise the Lord. To give him thanks at all times. At all seasons. And so I want to thank God for you and I. And for your precious family. For what God has done. For the victories he's given. And we just bless him for that. It's a privilege to be alive today. To see the goodness of the Lord. So I welcome you to the King's Vine Assembly uh, online broadcast or on our platforms. My name is Shegun Sam Abijide. You are warmly welcome. Now it's time to hear the word of God. And today I will be continuing the series that I've been uh, talking about. And that's one of the prayers of David. And so please turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 51. And I'm going to read um, from verse 10 to 13. Verse 10 to 13. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And verse number 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Eternal rock of ages, I ask that you bless the reading and the teaching of your word. Cause us to be blessed. Every hearer, everyone that is watching me right now. Everyone that is listening to this broadcast, Father, I just ask that your blessings will come upon the word to rejuvenate us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' praise, precious name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Um, today, I will be rounding off in the series of uh, teaching uh, in respect of the prayer of David when he fell out of God's presence. Um, from verse number 10, uh, he requested for five things. Number one, he said, restore to me. And the first thing he actually prayed for is creating me a clean heart, O God. Number two, renew a right spirit within me. And number three, he said, cast me not away from your presence. And the fourth thing he said, take not your Holy Spirit from me which was the last one we dealt with. And finally today, I'll be zeroing in in his last prayer for that uh, particular five verses. There are things that touched my heart, which I have meditated upon uh, on several occasions. And I just felt like I should share that. So today, the last word from that verse of scripture that he said was, Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. Now, the best and the most valuable gift a man can receive from God is not a house. It's not jewelry. It's not a certificate. It's not a academic prowess. It's not a beauty. It's not a car. It's not an airplane. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, physical things. Thank God for those things. Uh, the best and the most valuable gift a man can receive from God is the gift of salvation. For one to be free 
for one to be saved, for one's name to be written in the book of life. When I say salvation, I mean the salvation of a man's soul. Nothing else compares with salvation. And of course, you should know that salvation is a gift of God. Uh, it's, it, it's by grace. Salvation is not what you purchase with your money and sometimes even with good works. Salvation is by grace, lest any man should boast. According to the words of Paul, no man can boast about it. If we are saved, we are saved by the grace of God. So, salvation is the most valuable thing a man can receive from God. We receive other things, just like the Bible says in James 1.17, that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, and there is shadow of turning. So every good gift comes from God, actually. But the best of all gifts, that is greater than all gifts that a man can receive from his maker, is the salvation of soul. Nothing else compares with the salvation of soul. It's greater than riches. It's greater than material gifts. It's greater than gifts. It's greater than position. It's greater than fame. In 1 John chapter 1 and uh, in 1 John chapter 5 verse 12. 1 John 5 verse 12. Uh, the Bible says, He that hath Christ hath life. He that hath not Christ hath not life. So salvation comes from Jesus. He that hath the Son hath life. But he that hath not the Son hath not life. You have nice houses, but you've got no life. You've had good certificates, but you've got no life. You've got position and uh, riches and you have all things to your advantage, but life is still missing. No matter what you have, if you lose salvation or you don't have salvation, you've got no life. He that hath the Son hath life, but he that hath not the Son hath not life. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, that's why the scripture says, What shall it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. Salvation is so essential. Salvation is so important. And I would like to ask you, are you going to church with no life? Are you being religious with no life? He that had the son had life. He that had not the son had not life. So if you give tithes and offering and you don't have the son, you don't have life. If you give offerings and you don't have the son, you have no life. If you go to church and dance and jump around without Christ in you, you have no life. That's why scripture says, what then shall it profit you going to church for 30, 40 years without life, without the son? So David realizing the importance of being saved. He saw that he had messed up. He saw that he had made a mistake. He saw that something was missing in the inside of him. 
and he could no more pretend, he could no more cover up, he began to cry to the Lord in prayers, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. When you are saved, there is a joy. It's called the joy of the Lord. It's hidden in salvation. That joy of the Lord, that joy of sonship, that joy of knowing him helps you. It helps you in your relationship with God. It gives a joy that the world cannot give. It gives a hope that the world cannot give. It gives a vision, a realm that the ordinary man cannot see. The joy of, the, of, of thy salvation. David missed it. David lost it. He knows the importance. Have you lost your salvation and trying to cover up with your offering, cover up, cover up with your tithe, cover up with uh, uh, sowing of seed, cover up with trying to be religious and doing some uh, gymnastic activities in the church? No. He had done that and he, he realized that it wasn't working. That's what you call the joy of the Lord. He had lost it. He, he did all the singing, but the joy was not there. He did all the hymns, the joy was not there. He did all the prayer he could, the joy was not there. And he cried to the Lord, Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. When you are saved, there's a joy in the inside of you. There's a joy that one day you will meet the Father. There's a joy that one day you will reign with him. There's a joy that one day you will sing with the saints of heaven, that you will stay with the 24 elders giving him glory. There's a joy. In Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, Nehemiah said, The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the B part of Nehemiah, he said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Apart from being saved, when you have the salvation that comes from God, there's a joy that it brings. And that joy produces strength. Strength like no other. Strength nothing can give you. Strength you cannot desire from monetary things, strength that you cannot get from physical things, strength that you cannot get from anywhere. You can have your certificates devoid of strength. You can have all the money in the bank devoid of strength. You can have all the things you desire to have, all the clothes, all the designers, all the gushies, but yet you've lost the salvation that comes from God. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is my strength when I remember all the things going on in this world all the killings all the destructions all the oppression all the things that the devil is doing at this time by the time you think deep and you just remember that one day you will be with the Lord one day you will meet him in the sky there is a joy that comes there is a happiness that comes a happiness that money cannot give a happiness that degrees cannot give the joy of the Lord is my strength. Can you say boldly that the joy of the Lord is your strength? What is your strength? And when those things are no more there, you begin to panic. When those things are no more there, you begin to cry. When, when, when the houses are taken away, you are in, in a dilemma. You are in a trouble. But when your, your joy is produced from heaven above, you have a joy. You have a strength that no man can take. Even though at times it gets to a point that a man's life is taken but the joy of the Lord is not taken away there's a joy in being saved David was still king but he lost the joy he tried to cover up but he could not 
Oh my, 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 my God. Oh, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? When you have everything and you have no salvation, it means you've got no joy, you've got no strength, you've got no eternity. He cried to the Lord, restore to me the joy of the Lord. I cannot continue to pretend. I cannot continue to go to church when I have no connection with God. I cannot continue to sing psalms and hymns when I, have, I am disconnected from God. The source of my salvation is being disconnected. The source of my joy is being disconnected. The source of, of my free spirit is being disconnected. The source of my blessings is being disconnected. The source of no in the Lord, the real knowledge of God is no more there. The bridge that connects me to God is cut off. I cannot continue to pretend something is missing. Oh Lord, and that is the joy of salvation. Restore it back to me. Are you like that? Are you pretending? Are you covering up? Do you go to church without that inner deep joy of salvation? That inner deep joy of salvation. If you do not have Jesus, you have nothing. If you have riches and you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. You've got nothing. You are a big man, but you've got nothing. You are poor. You are twice dead. It's, it's, it's a terrible thing that one is dead in the flesh, dead in the spirit. You are twice dead. Oh my God, but when the joy of salvation is ignited, the joy comes back. Don't lose your salvation. Oh, don't lose your salvation. In Psalm 35, Psalm 35 and verse number 9, look at what the Bible says, And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation and my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and it shall rejoice in the salvation. Salvation is a blessing from God. It's a gift from God. Have you lost your salvation? Have you lost it? What are you trying to replace? You, you, you can use dancing to cover up. You can use big gifts to cover up. You cannot bribe God. God cannot be bribed. God is not the king of your town. <laughs> God is not the governor of your city. God is not the mayor of your city. God is sovereign. The beginning and the end. The one who rules in the affairs of man. When he gives you his salvation, you can be rest assured. Have you lost your salvation? Have you lost your salvation? Where did you lose it? When did you lose it? How did you lose it? Answer that question, my brother and sister. Answer the question. Do you still have the joy of salvation? Yes or no? If yes, thank God and you maintain it. But if no, the question is, where did I lose that salvation? Where? Where? At what point? Where? You need to know the where. You need to know when. When was it? 
Was it last month? Was it last week? Was it last year? Was it 14 years ago? Was it 18 years ago? And yet you are still fasting. And yet you are still giving offering. And yet you are still sowing seed. When did you lose it? How did you lose it? On what occasion? What was the thing that cost it? How? What took salvation away from you? What is it? You need to know. And briefly, I'm just going to tell you three things that causes us when we are careless to lose our salvation. What can hinder you from getting back your salvation? Number one is the pleasure of life. The pleasure of life. In 1 John 2, 15, it says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh is a hindrance. Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 6, the Bible says, She that loveth life, she that loveth pleasure is dead while she liveth. Pleasure of life. Pleasure of life has stolen your salvation and stolen your joy and stolen eternity from you. Number two, what can take your salvation is the lust of the flesh. The loss of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 16, you know what the Bible says? These then I say to you, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're not going to fulfill the loss of the flesh, then you, you twin, you switch, you tune back to the spirit. Not tuning to the spirit causes you to lust in the flesh. Don't forget those three things. Pleasure of life will steal salvation from you. And the lust of the flesh will steal salvation from you. And the third thing is the pride of life. The pride of life. The pride of life. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. If you want to regain your salvation, work on that. Desist from the loss of the flesh, desist from the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. What brought David down at that time was the loss of the eyes. The loss of the eyes. How do you conquer that? By walking in the spirit. Have you discovered what is missing in you? You have lost the joy of salvation. That's why I'm bringing the word to you. David cried to the Lord. Restore to me the joy of thy salvation. And the Lord answered him. And it was restored. And fellowship began again. He began to hear again. He began to see again. He began to do exploits again. You gain a great deal. When the joy of the Lord is restored in you. Bow down your head right now. Close your eyes. And genuinely say after me. Lord Jesus. I know I have lost the salvation. I can remember where. I remember when, and now I now remember as well how, where, when, what, and how I lost it. I'm sorry, Father. 
I'm coming back home like the prodigal son. Receive me back. I lost it when I lost it after the flesh. I lost it when I was consumed in the pride of life. Like Merchants, I said, see all this kingdom that I have made for myself. Pride of life. I remember that it took salvation away from me. But I'm coming back home, Lord Jesus. Forgive me, Father. Cleanse me from all my unrighteousness. Restore back unto me that joy of salvation. That joy of knowing you. That joy of being called your son. I give you praise. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for taking me back home, Lord. I will never depart from your presence anymore. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Precious Lord, we want to thank you for the preaching and the teaching of your word of life. And I thank God for every life that's been touched today. Being blessed today. Lord, I pray that these blessings will be permanent to Lord. The joy of salvation that you are restoring right now will no more be taken away from us. We bless your name, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. God bless you. I hope you've been blessed by this teaching today. If you have been blessed, oh, we, 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 we ask that you, you continue to join to get more blessed by the grace of God. God bless you. I wish you the best. And I say in Jesus' name, you are fruitful. Bye-bye.